and one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hustle and Hoops pod. With me, as always, are two of my co-hosts this week, Jacob Duville and Dove Mandel. Jacob, how are you doing this fine morning? It is a great Thursday. The sun is shining, and we had a nice basketball game last night, so I'm ready to get into it. Dove, feel the doing same great. way? Yeah. 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 Doing great. Doing great. All right. Well. How are you, Shoop? Hey, thanks for asking. I'm also doing great. Uh, got the new puppy, so sleep is uh, kind of uh, lacking a little bit, but you know, a new father alert, new father yeah, alert, new father. I, I'm I'm here. I'm ready to go. Um, and let's just get right into it. Uh, we'll start with our classic patented hustle and hoops fast break. Um, and we only got one topic on the do- docket today, and that is Quinn Snyder's uh, stepping down slash mutual firing resigning with the Utah Jazz, which apparently caught Donovan Mitchell very off guard and was shocked by this announcement. So, Dove, do you think this was the right move for Quinn Snyder and the, and the Jazz, or is it the right move, or is it a wrong move for either side? And uh, what's next for Quinn Snyder first? So, it, to answer your first question, uh, I think it was a good move. I think it was a good move for Quinn Snyder. I think uh, A, he needed to get out of there just for his own benefit. I think we've seen that, you know, he can be a competitive playoff level coach. Uh, he's done that for years for Utah. Uh, you know, I'm not entirely sure how great it is for his next step. You know, I don't know what, uh, what teams are looking at him and saying, that's our guy over the other candidates. Uh, for the Jazz, it's just not, you know, all around not good. I think we all know that. It's just a bad sign. You know, you, you never uh, like to see your coach just leave uh, without much much else word, just, just gone. Um, and your star player being confused uh, is also not a good sign. Uh, it's probably nothing you know realistically the donovan mitchell comments are probably just reactive to this situation um a lot of people are taking it to the next step new york nick fans specifically um i don't know i don't know i don't have tons of feelings necessarily for quint snyder i'm more curious about how this is going to affect the utah jazz uh and their moves in the offseason I would agree with that. And there's a couple things I'll say about this. I think in Quinn's eyes, he left because he probably didn't agree with how he saw the organization was going to go. And that may or may not mean he heard that they were sticking with Rudy and Donovan or just going with one of them. And I don't know. I think this team with Donovan and Rudy at the helm has run its course. So Quinn probably saw that and he said, this is my time to go find my next move. And I do think there are going to be teams out there looking for a Quinn Snyder because he, um, he can coach like he's a great coach and he's, he was well-liked and that goes into the organization of the jazz I think it definitely rattled some cages 
for sure. And Donovan not being too pleased with it was um, kind of a red flag for me because he is the top dog there. And if you're going to say Rudy is, I, I would disagree. And I think uh, if Donovan wants Rudy gone, you should listen to him rather than the other way around. So it is some red flags, but it's all, it's all about their next move right now in terms of the, or, uh, the jazz organization. Can you repeat what you said about uh, Donovan and Rudy? No one, if no Donovan... one's disagreeing with them. No. Okay, no, 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 no. I, I just meant if Donovan wanted Rudy out, they wouldn't disagree. So just because yeah, I, think, I think they I think should go with that is what the I'm issue saying. here is, and this is just assumption, I think would be, uh, does Donovan actually want to stay in Utah? I think he term? would want to stay if there's a new team around him. And I think he wanted Quinn to stay because Quinn called his number a lot. So I, I think it's mainly about fit and Donovan doesn't think that this is um, this team is fitting for him and they, they could get to the playoffs. We've shown that multiple years in a row, but their success when they get there is just, we haven't seen it. Um, yeah. I, I agree with both of you. Like it's the right move for Quinn. I think, Quinn Snyder's just getting a head start on his future because he's an NBA level coach. Like you guys are saying, he has playoff experience, not a lot of winning experience in the playoffs, but he'll find another job. Maybe not this off season. Cause I think most, if not all of the head coaching vacancies are full besides the now jazz. Um, but he was getting fired next year, no matter what, unless they won the championship. And I don't think they were winning the championship. So it's the right move for him. The Jazz, on the other hand, this is the first step of blowing it up because Don Ventral publicly said or leaked it to Woj that he was unhappy. But according to some Jazz beat reporters, they're saying this is not a surprise to Donovan Mitchell. He was not caught off guard. He was expecting this to happen. And he was only saying these comments because he wants his guy brought in. And I think that's going to happen. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to have a big say on who the next head coach is. Um, but will that have a long-lasting effect on Utah winning? I don't think so. I don't think Utah really has a path to winning. And this, I don't know if we've talked about it on here or if we talked about it with you guys or if it was talking about it with other friends. Free agents don't come to Utah. They just don't. They, they don't get free agents ever. Free agents leave. So if Donovan Mitchell wants to lead, win in Utah, good luck to him because I don't think it's possible, especially with their current team when they have one of the best centers and one of the best scorers in the league. I think one of them, or if not both of them, has got to go. But unfortunately, the one who stays is probably not going to get much help from their GM. And on top of that, especially if it's Donovan that stays, the return you're getting for Rudy Gobert. He's going to be overvalued by the, by the jazz for sure. And I think a lot of teams would like a Rudy Gobert, but are they willing to pay what the jazz are asking? Right. And that's, that's what I'm saying is, is if you're keeping 
Rudy, for example, you're getting a much larger package out of Donovan versus if you're keeping Donovan and trading Rudy. That's all, you know, I'm yeah. saying, especially when you're talking about one of them staying and hoping for, you know, championship aspirations. Yeah, I think the Jazz would have their their expectations for what they get back for either player versus what the reality of what they'll get back for either player, especially because in this situation they don't have leverage anymore. Like they like other teams know like they are trading this guy no matter what, or they're trading the other guy no matter what. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting, I would say like two to three seasons, because as of right now, like I don't see them trading either guy this offseason. Like they've made no indication that they will. Maybe the head coach will feel differently. And if that's the case, it might wait till the trade deadline, maybe. Maybe next season we'll see. But the Jazz are they were they've been the one seed in the West in a, in a difficult West and have what what one second round to show for it or not even like yeah don't they don't they well if they don't if they don't trade someone now they're just wasting another season so and that's why Quinn Snyder got out of there yeah exactly yep. it was a good time for Quinn to leave and the Jazz have to be have to know that the clock is ticking. You can't just spend all of these prime years thinking about what we should do and then looking you're going to look back on it thinking oh we should have done something. So it's either they act on it now or waste another year and do something later, but we're all under the consensus that someone's got to go. Who that's yeah. who that's going to be, we won't know until it actually happens, but yeah. I think the Jazz are leaning towards keeping Donovan. Yeah, and I'm saying, like, it obviously has to happen if they want to get better because they're stuck in limbo. Exactly. But I also am saying whoever stays is, is screwed because I don't think the Jazz have any path to success because they're the Jazz. Like, they need to draft some, they, they need to draft another Donovan Mitchell, someone better than Donovan Mitchell, someone better than Rudy Gobert to have any chance at winning because their biggest free agency pickup in the last 15 years is Jordan Clarkson. Like, it says a lot about a friend. Like, there's other small markets that have difficulty getting free agents to come to them. But when Jordan Clarkson is the best pickup you've had in the past 15 years, you have guys like Darren Williams, Carlos Boozer, uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, like all leaving in free agency, and Paul Millsap too. Like, it's rough. Like none of them want to stay. So, sorry, Clarkson came. Jordan Clarkson, but that was free agency not, not enough. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's six, what, that's what no dis, no disrespect to Jordan Clarkson. Like he's a he's a hooper, but when he's the best, like a, a zero time All Star is the best you can get. They the got Mike market. Conley too, but that's not enough. That was a trade. That was a trade. Yeah, but at least they were making a move. They did make right, a move. but Shub's Shub's point is that like if they don't make a move, there's nothing else that's gonna happen. Yeah, like they're not so getting they're anything trapped. else. Yeah. yeah, well, but that they'd have to and make a move do, for that. They do too well in the po- in the regular season exactly. to get any draft cap. Regular so. season Warriors, Utah Jazz with Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell on their team are never going to tank. Yeah. That's they a fact. See, they just can't. Um, all right, but we've covered all the bases with the J- Utah Jazz for now. 
Uh, we, we'll get back into them maybe a little later in the show or maybe in a different show because there's going to be a lot of rumors, free agency, trade buzz surrounding them specifically. But I don't know if you've noticed, fellas, but there's been some big games happening in the past few days and past a week and a half since we last recorded an episode. Since we last recorded, games one, two, and three have all happened. Something funny? Yes. I don't know if you just the way you said that, fellas. <laughs> but that was good. That was but in good. the past week and a half, games one, two, and three have all been. It's sarcasm. Did all you right, I one? I want to point out real fast. I did not like how game one was Thursday and game two was Sunday. Yeah, the fact what that is we have that? three day, The fact that there's three days in between game in between home games. Yeah, home games. Ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. Nuts. That Those is ridiculous. nuts. Ridiculous. Give me the um, Saturday night. And then, of course, of course, instead of, you know, having uh, game three on Tuesday when I open at work, no. Let's have it 9 p.m. on a Wednesday evening. Like, you know what's going to suck is tomorrow. Tomorrow there's no hockey or basketball because the Oilers had to lose in four. We're in the gulag. Thanks for that, Shub. Thank you I'm, for that. I'm just as upset as you are. You know, it's a tough time for sports fans. We have to look to baseball right now. Yeah, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah, these guys watch other sports. <laughs> I don't. Uh, let let the that. podcast be known. Let it let it be known on record right now that Doug used to be a fanatic for other sports, such as. That's, college uh, basketball. Not, college okay, that's basketball. not that's high still school this, basketball. AAU, so basketball. All other, other levels others, of basketball. Uh, yeah. Levels of basketball. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Other sports, he's never been. A fan. Other sports, I've never yeah. been a fan of. I, well, that's not true. Other sports, I've never followed. A fanatic is the yeah. One fanatic is wild. Of other sports, <laughs> that's just a, a dead. Well, no, I said I meant not other sports. Other other levels of levels. basketball. Yes, that's absolutely fanatic. True. Yeah, fanatic. And he lost touch. He lost touch with that. And I'm going to need the Hustle & Hoop followers to back me on this to get Doug back into All 11 of our consistent listeners. Get it trending, guys. Yes, we needed to get back on the horse. Come on. Get this Doug on Doug. the horse? Is that the... That's the... Uh, get him back the in the film room. Get Doug back. All right. So just to refresh everyone's memory for us and who's listening game one was fairly close in in san francisco until the fourth quarter where the warriors just stopped scoring after about the six minute mark um and the celtics ended up running away with it It was pretty much a blowout by the by the looks of the score at the end of it game two was the opposite the celtics never really got anything going and the warriors were in control essentially the whole game and last night's game three was Celtics all the way. The Warriors cut it to, I think they took the lead maybe. They, yeah, they took the they lead at lead. one point. It was um, the third quarter. Yeah, the third quarter Warriors showed up. They took the lead for a little bit by like two points. Um, and then after the Warriors took the lead, the Celtics just took it back. Fourth quarter, like it was all Celtics. And that ends up being a blowout too. So technically based on score, we've had three blowouts. But games one and three have both been pretty good games up until – the fourth quarter. Um, is there any game in particular that you guys want to talk about first, or you want to talk about last night's game? 
let's let's start with last night's game. Um, firstly, just to be a little bit more specific, it wasn't like a complete blowout in the first half. It was bad. It was definitely it was bad. a consistent ten point game. Yeah, it was definitely bad, but it wasn't like it, it wasn't the, twenty it, point blowout. It wasn't what we've seen in these playoffs. Um, okay. and I. I think maybe the reason I'm saying that is because we just know that when it comes to the third quarter, the Warriors are going to go up. off. Turn up. Yeah. So, like, realistically, um, maybe that was partially me. I mean, I did get in a little late, but I just restarted the game and finished it later. Um, I don't know. I, I just I felt like the Warriors were always going to turn it back on once it got to the third quarter. So I wasn't ever really feeling like it was totally out of reach. Um, and then you get to the third quarter and they, like you guys said, retake that lead. But then Boston goes on that, what, 26, 27, 28 to 8 run or whatever. Um, just completely blew it back out of the water. And it was, I don't know. I, who do you guys put this, uh, I wouldn't even say second half loss, because I feel like it was really just the last like 15, 16 minutes of the game. Who do you put this really on uh, for uh, the Warriors? Last, last night? Yeah. Last night was on Draymond. It's not even close. Like Draymond told you, he played like shit last night. Draymond Green, we've known he's the heart and soul of the Warriors when he's playing well. You know he's not going to give you the points. The points are an added bonus if he's, if he's giving you like the 9, 10, 15 points. But like seven combined rebounds and assists, like a lot of turnovers, bad shot selection, bad passes, not there on the defensive end, fouled out. Not boxing out. Like he was not there yesterday and he needs to be there if they want to win, especially if Al Horford is having a good game, if Robert Williams is having a good game. If like he's your, he's your guy, he's your defensive anchor and your offensive anchor. And he wasn't present yesterday. That loss is entirely on him. Entirely? I would agree, but I wouldn't yeah. say entirely. Yeah. I would I would say the Warriors role players couldn't score. And the second chance difference, the second chance points was like night and day. Like Boston had like 25 to the Warriors like eight. It was gross. So, I mean, they're just not rebounding the ball on the defensive end, and that's what happens when you play so small. So it's tough because the Celtics can stretch the floor and they're making uh, each pass count and they're making the Warriors pay. So when you get so many second-chance rebounds and second-chance opportunities, that's going to torture you. And when you're relying – only on your star players offensively to score and they can't then your role players have to step up and when they can't you're you're just completely shit out of luck like so I don't think it's completely on Draymond but he definitely didn't help (laughs) I'll say that he was the head of the snake or whatever yeah the top of the pyramid but everything else fell but, as yeah. like from him, everything else kind of fell down as well. You know, n- no pool, no pool tonight, really. Um, I saw someone say the the pool is shallow tonight. Uh, <laughs> to the rebound uh, that you were talking about, just the, just the numbers. Uh, it was a forty-seven to thirty-one rebound advantage, so uh, plus sixteen 
in the uh, rebounding category for Boston, including a 15 to six offensive rebound advantage. It's just, you can't have, you can't no, have them having that's not, double digit games like that. offensive rebounds. And especially like when you're getting to 15, um, I think the points in the paint differential was huge too. Some like, you know, 50, 60 something to, to 12 or something like that. Like that's just not the golden state warriors. We know the golden state warriors to be a team that pretty much starts their offense by getting into the paint, um, gets that movement going by getting the ball into the paint. You know, you had a mediocre to average game from Andrew Wiggins. I don't, I don't think Wiggins was, he was like a, 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 if anything, like net zero, maybe a net positive, like a slight net positive. Like he, uh, he could have shot eight, better. He 18 shot and better. set. Yeah, he could have shot better from shot three, better. but he's never been known for yeah, to be a, yeah. a knockdown three point shooter. Um, we can we can circle back to Draymond. Uh, and I guess if we're sticking to the Warriors right now, try to stick to the Warriors first. Um, you, know, you didn't get like that huge impactful rebound game from Kevon Looney. Um, at least it didn't feel like it. During I the mean, game, you, you, you just didn't get Kevon Looney minutes. Kerr, Kerr went yeah. away from Looney in the second half, which is weird because Looney played like the most minutes he had played in a first quarter in a long time. And then Robert Williams had his biggest minutes game in like a month and a half. So it's a little interesting that they chose not to match him there. Yeah, we have to be careful about the Robert Williams thing. Um, the Celtics fans are diseased the way they are attacking everyone talking about Robert Williams. We know Robert Williams is injured just to start that off, just to let, you know, let anyone listening know we're aware of that before anyone tries to tell us that, you know, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We're, we're aware of that. And it plays a role. We know. And there's other things that play a role in certain aspects of Boston's, you know, interior defense sometimes lacking. Um, But last night we saw, despite his, you know, mobility issues here and there. When you have Draymond not boxing out and not, you know, really putting up that much effort on the defensive end or offensive end, you're going to have Al Horford and Rob Williams and maybe even Grant Williams cook. Yeah. I'm Grant. I, I mean, we'll stick with the Warriors for right now. You look at the Warriors was... box score. Yeah, I know. You look at the Warriors box score and like the one thing that sticks out like a sore thumb is Draymond Green because he did foul out and he played, he still played 34 minutes though. And if you watch the game, you know, like he had like, like I know he had one possession where he got a rebound and an assist. And if you take away that possession, and like his one bucket was like a easy like dunk created by someone else. So like you take away. Yeah, you take away those two possessions, he's down to zero points, three rebounds, two assists. Like, I know, like, obviously, you take away anyone's one possession, but, like, like that's two possessions. Like, he's down to zero, three, and two based on, like, one good good run that he made. Like, he went coast to coast, and then one play set up by someone else. I think Curry, like, Curry at the end of the day had a good game, but he was in foul trouble the entire time. He Stop playing can, defense. Which, do you'll love this. You can also give him his flowers for uh, for being able to stay in foul trouble but also remain in the game uh, despite Kerr's attempts to, uh, you know, 
Steph Curry Give plays him a little significantly break. less amount of minutes than he would have if he like yeah of course but you know and I think like those are the minutes that they lost those are the biggest things there yeah no I'm I I'm not I'm not disagreeing that him being in foul trouble at four is a bad thing especially since that fourth one was terrible um but you know once you're there what are you gonna do except for try not to get that fifth and sixth one and he did a very good job of not doing that so you know you at least got to give him some props for that and clay clay did have his best game of the series but he still only finished with 25 on 7 of 17 i'm not feeling it um i like if if i were betting on clay thompson props i'm probably taking his unders next game just because like he looked okay yesterday but he still had some really bad misses He's like trying to shoot out of this like playoff long slump he's in. Like he hasn't had a good game really before this since like the Denver series. Um, so he's tough to manage. Jordan Poole just with Curry completely healthy, like since the Denver series, is just not getting the minutes that we saw him getting. He had that and game six last series though, right? Dallas, again with yeah, against Dallas, yeah. He, had, he had like one good game. Sorry, I just like like volume wise like he's yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. put up like 25 30 because he's just not gonna put up those shots and like i think if you look at the warriors like we talked about steve kerr being a good coach knows how to manage rotations i think we might see a different rotation next game i think like maybe like less 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 or minutes for kavan looney like we've seen him go completely away from him after the first stint that he plays you might see more Andre Godala. You might see more Gary Payton than we did last night. And you might see some Bielitsa to stretch the floor more. So I need Gary Payton to take that wide open three. Yeah, I don't know. I need him to take at that. the top of the key. I, I well, I, I get the hesitation. You know, you're you look for better shooters. You're injured. You're with literally the greatest shooter shooting team of all time. Um, it's it's hard to say like, oh, I I'm gonna take this shot in the finals. I I get that, but you gotta you gotta take yeah. that. Um, but I want to say we can critique the Warriors all we want, but at the end of the day, this was Boston winning that game. If we're talking game three, that was Boston winning that game in front of their home crowd, fueling them the whole game. We saw home crowd, Jalen Brown, home crowd, home crowd. Marcus Smart was not someone who showed up in games one and two. Marcus Smart had 24, seven and five last night. That's what he was doing against Miami on his sprained ankle. He's getting healthier. He's obviously not healthy, but he's getting healthier. We talked about Marcus Smart potentially being an X factor in this series. He's going to have to play a large role. He played 39 minutes last night. I think he's a big reason for why they won last night. Uh, I want to quickly, I agree. I totally agree with the Marcus Smart take. He he played well, other than a couple missed shots that were, that were okay. But I want to go back to the Warriors rotational problems, right? Oh, yeah, now. yeah. Go for it. Go for because it. Because I have a huge issue with that. And we last week gave Steve Kerr so many flowers about how he knows who bouquets. to play. What? I said bouquets of flowers. Literally. We sent we sent them to his house, but you walked them. They literally. Anyways. We talked about how he knows who to play and when to play them. And the first three games, the Celtics, like we said, like I said last week, they didn't back down 
and match up with the Warriors. They played the Robert Williams and Al Horford together. And sometimes they had mismatches, but ultimately they outmanned them and now they're killing them. They made the Warriors adjust. Yes, they're making the Warriors adjust, but the Warriors aren't adjusting. Steve Kerr is still playing small, getting shit on, and all he's doing is calling timeouts and then putting the same team back out there. They're doing the same thing, and the lead goes up and up and up. So I don't know what Steve Kerr is doing, but he needs to shuffle these rotations way better and probably put in Kevon Looney for more minutes so they can actually get a defensive rebound and get up the floor. I mean – like these second chance opportunities are not going to stop if they're just keep playing the same guys. Like they're going to keep getting out rebounded. They have, they're playing against two centers down there. Like Draymond's not going to have rebounding numbers if he's just getting bullied down there. And that is on Draymond, but he's also looking like a PJ Tucker on the Houston Rockets right now. Like, I, I don't know how he can do more other than his passing and offensive ability like yeah. you can't do much on the defensive end we and- we said we we, we said huh? that we said that the warriors should be the ones dictating who boston rolls out yes and right it's the other way around right now and yeah that's I said the something Bo- the warriors the boys are probably gonna have grant at a center but now they haven't done that at all and this leads directly into what i wanted to start the celtics stuff with and the reason I think that they're dictating the, uh, the flow of these lineups, this drop coverage that they're oh, pulling yeah. on these picks is, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think because they're getting the open it's, shots. It's atrocious. But they're, they won. They won. Yeah. And, it, uh, and they Al made Horford, the shots. It didn't Al Horford matter. runs away from Steph Curry on every screen. Rob Williams and, and Al Horford, they give him – five feet off every screen at the three-point line. And they still managed to win two of these games, one being on their court. Well, it, it makes sense <laughs> because they're, no, they're literally saying Clay and Curry, those are the only two getting these You looks. beat us. Yeah, the, everyone else, nobody. Or everyone else buckets. beat us, sorry. sorry. Nobody everyone else, else is getting buckets. They said Clay and Curry can do whatever they want on the court, but nobody else will get buckets. And that's what they stuck to. And honestly, kudos to them because it's worked perfectly. And that's, again, goes back to where your, your rebounding argument comes in or your rebounding issue comes in. They don't have to worry about the rebounding game. You're not going up. You're not switching on screens really that much. Like they're, they're just staying home. Yeah, you so have the re- so defensive the rebounding paint. is not really that much of an issue when you're talking about that, especially if you are giving up those shots 90% of the time. They're not going in 100% of that 90%. So you're going to get those rebounds because you're dropping your center down basically every single time. They don't have to recover. It, it's just it's it's a whole mess, and I don't know how the Warriors respond to it. I don't. Because they're giving them what they want, and they're still winning. They need to play better. The Warriors need to defend better. And I was also going to say this. They've been doing – the Celtics have been doing a great job of getting uh, Draymond isolated on the wing, and it's always Tatum or Brown. And every single time they have Draymond isolated, it's barbecued chicken. 
they give them one, two cross and they're off to the rim. I mean, there's no way you can stop them. So that's with a lot of the Warriors defenders. I mean, they do whoever offense on Curry. Uh, Clay, he's been pretty good defensively, I'd say. And then mostly everybody else has just had their way. So Curry's have- not a bad defender. He's just the worst defender on that lineup, on that yeah. starting lineup, unless Poole's in there. Curry's and the Poole's, worst. Then Poole's by far the worst. But, yeah, Curry's the worst on that lineup. He's not a bad defender, though. Yeah. So it's just the Warriors need to communicate better and figure out who they're going to box out because it looked like they were all lackadaisical and just ball watching. And, I mean, when you see a veteran team like that, you know, like, they have to be rattled. They After this 2-1 stint, they have to be rattled and thinking this is a must-win game, which it is. This next game is must-win for them. Absolutely. You're not going down 3-1. You're not going down 3-1. At least it's that's their happen. mentality. I don't After know. they've already stolen one at your home, like, Nah, you can't do that. Al Horford mm-hmm. will have another pop-off game. He will. Neither team has lost twice in a row, though. I mean, I don't think. There's only been three. No, in the playoffs. Oh, in, in, the the playoffs. Whole playoffs. in the whole yeah, playoffs. In, in the entirety of the playoffs. Neither team okay. has lost twice in a row. So there is that as well. But there's also, I think it's the the final, in the finals, the team that uh, wins on home court or wins on uh you know, the the other team's court and then goes and wins on home court in uh, game three, it's like an 86% chance of winning the finals. So it's like they say a series doesn't start till you win on the road and it started in the first game. Started game one. (laughs) Yeah. You're playing from you're like you're playing from far behind if you drop game one on your home floor. And the Warriors know that, and they don't seem – they came out with the urgency in game two. In game three, they – like, the Warriors are the patented live by the three, die by the three. And right now, like – I disagree. With they that, need okay. to – I mean, they, they are. Like, you can't – like, they invent – they it's reinvented the three-point three point shot. It's their blood. Like, but I think, I think they have the capability – to, to but that's not the to be a roster I, where I'm, if the I'm not saying hitting, that, they can't they, they're not going to die by it Steph Curry is one of the best finishers in the league but it doesn't get talked about at all because of how good of a shooter he is but that doesn't mean Steph Curry's not going to take a three before he takes a layup every single time same with Clay Thompson same with Andrew Wiggins probably so now nah, he likes those Jay post, for he, sure he likes those yeah, post-up like, middies faders like if you say like oh they like the free throw disparity, the free throw disparity will happen in every single game. If the Warriors have have a greater free throw, uh, like if, if they go to the line more than the other team, the there's the refs are going to be in question because they don't attack the paint like other teams, but usually they don't have to because of how well they're shooting the three ball, and when they are shooting the three ball this well, this kind of goes back to a few months ago when we talked about James Harden, we had a debate whether he was a good shooter or a good, good, or was he, whether he was a shooter or driver first and which unlocks, which when the Warriors are shooting the ball, well, it means they're going to have to, the other team's going to have to pressure them on the three point line, close out harder. And it means the cutting and the, the dunking and the pick and roll will open a lot more than these pick and fades and like uh, off ball screens. 
uh, do. So that's really like it's when the three ball's dropping, everything's dropping. When it's not dropping, and, and the other team is playing well and they're making their threes and they're getting their offense, they're getting their looks, the Warriors have a really tough time recovering. I agree with that, but also, yeah. I just quick question: Do you guys think thirty-eight percent from three from a total team aspect is good? Yeah, that's all right. So that's what for, that's for what an, both teams shot last for, night for an average team. Yeah. For okay, for, so the the Warriors you and the Warriors like as a team to, to shoot forty. Yeah, so they shot not, that's not easy. Last night, I think the Warriors as a team should shoot forty. I agree with that, but. I'm not I'm just saying last night they didn't it's not that far. they relatively didn't shoot terribly. They they just defensively collapsed and couldn't grab rebounds and that's where they lost this game. And Draymond fouling out. The Jazz, I mean the Jazz, the Celtics shot the ball 11 more times from the field and 9 more times from the free throw line. That's that's the second chance points. Yeah, I know. And I mean, I, it's just like points in the it's paint, unacceptable. points, they overlap, offensive rebounds, but that's on Draymond. Like, I know Draymond's undersized, but he's shown us he can be a rebounder. He's shown us that. So when he's not doing it, it means he's not doing his job. Yeah, because he's capable of it. Because the rebounding and all of that comes from like the 5,000, you know, being on 5,000 at all times and putting in that extra effort in the rebound to box out and move his man and then go up and fight for that rebound. And clearly, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to say what he was doing or say the reasoning behind it because we don't know, but seemed like he didn't want to or didn't have the energy to or didn't feel like doing it. Um, one guy I want to give his flowers on the Celtics, uh, Grant Williams had a great game, uh, and it was not by shooting the three ball. He had a really solid game, cutting, filling holes in the paint, uh, getting offensive rebounds, putbacks. He just had a got to give him his flowers. He he was a big role uh, in their success. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but did I mention that the Celtics role players are showing up and the Warriors are not? No, but I, I think it was That's implied. I think it was implied. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be mentioned. Like, Derek White in the first two. Derek, they don't win the game game one if Derek White doesn't show up the way he did. Uh, they don't they like, they like don't compete in game two if Derek – well, I, I, I'm talking about bench mainly. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like mainly bench. I was um, thinking role players. I don't know why. Yeah, like, yeah, mainly bench players. Uh, I, I did say role players at first, but Derek White won it's them game one. difference, yeah. Yeah, game two, Derek White showed up again. And game three, uh, Grant Williams showed up. And if you want to include non uh, or starters that are the role players like Al and Rob, like Rob Williams showed up in game three. Al showed up in game one and game three. The Warriors have not, I mean, Preach preach gave good minutes, but like he's not going to like. Score well, double. They'll come in and he'll come in and not yeah, turn the ball over a ton. Exactly. Uh, the Warriors. Jay Poole has been bad. Looney has not like he's given you numbers, but in my opinion, they haven't really been impactful numbers. Yeah. Uh, um, There's a difference between just getting seven rebounds versus getting seven rebound, getting a rebound in the clutch moments, and and it turning into you know an important possession because of that rebound. Yeah. Um, Wiggins hasn't been bad but he hasn't been good either. 
Uh, like no pop off games for him, like Al Al had in game one. Uh, Pool has been bad. Otto Porter has been fine. He's like he's like he's shown up in every game he's been in, but you know, it's restriction too. It's kind of seven like, point. Yeah, like he's can't nine. expect too much. Yeah, and Gary Payton didn't play in game one. Showed up in game two and three. It's fine, but you know he's not going to give you that offense. Iguodala was out since game game two and th- for game two and three. You're not seeing guys like Bielitsa show up because they're not in the rotation. So that goes back to Kerr. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about these rotations? So the Celtics are dictating them like crazy. I want to give my flowers to somebody. Sauce Castillo coming out game three, pulling a trigger. He missed it. He missed it. I was going to say. But the confidence. The Sausage, confidence Sausage. in the NBA Finals to pull a three with two minutes played. I mean, I just have to give flowers to that. Uh, Sauce Castillo had more, has more NBA Finals points than Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid combined. Okay. I don't think that gets talked about enough. No, no, honestly. The we, narrative? Need, we need to send two bouquets to the house. Jacuzzi, can you get that done? Yeah, yeah. Angel. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, if we're giving flowers out right now, then I guess someone that we didn't talk about for game two, uh, Nemanja Bielitsa. Uh, yes. Big, big, big game two. On a serious uh, note. Just popped out out of nowhere. Game two, Steve Kerr just said, hey, you're, you're speaking in. of rotations, <laughs> you're in. Let's see what you can do, big fella. And he did what he always does. You know, he's that, uh, he's like, uh, he's like a, a chunky white version of Draymond. He is not afraid. It doesn't play ball. defense that much. He's a smart well. plug. I will say that about Bielitsa. And can he shoot. Is, he is not afraid to shoot the ball. Doesn't matter who else is on the court with him. If he's open, he's shooting. Well, I feel like it was only a few years ago that it was like Bielitsa was the sniper stretch four, stretch five in the league. Yeah. That's just what he was like when, known when, as. When and then the he Heat, just kind of. The Heat acquired him last year and they were like, this guy's going to be a big role in our playoff run. That he just didn't play. Never played. Yeah. It was it was Bielitsa and Gallinari. Everybody <laughs> yeah. was raving over those two. And now both of them are well, I mean, I guess Gal. Well, yeah. Mm, tough. Be careful with your next words here, Doug. This I podcast was, loves Gallo. I was gonna say the only real thing I think he's I got have, the Gallo jersey. <laughs> it's in the <laughs> mail. <laughs> The only I real thing I have Bielitsa over Gallo is the playmaking. Oh, you know what it is? Court I vision. Hate, I hooped against someone. I, we were playing pickup. Someone had a Gallo jersey on. That I, is I, bold. I, in, I, in the pickup? Yeah, Clippers, Clippers Gallo jersey in the pickup session. Hilarious. Clippers? Yeah. At least give me a Nuggets. Come Clipper, on. Clippers Gallo Clippers. jersey in the oh, hoop session. Oh, that is disgusting. It that was is awesome. what, which, ver, uh, which version? Which it, was like a, it was the like dark blue, like LAC one. Oh like no, yeah. I have that one, Paul. Yeah, you, you guys all have that one. I didn't get that because you guys left me. Uh, who was it? <laughs> I think Gallo. We, like, I think it, no, no, you left me. You left me. Uh, I think it was Terrence Mann, or no, or no, uh, definitely Pat Bev. It was, it yeah, was, it was probably Pat, Pat, Pat Bev maybe, or maybe Marcus Serge Morris. Ibaka or oh, Serge Ibaka, maybe. Yeah, and I was like, no, I'm not buying a Pat Bev or Serge Ibaka jersey right now. And I'm glad I didn't buy a Pat Bev because he hates the Clippers. So 
Pat would have been a shitty me, jersey. Don't get me that. started on Pat Bev as an analyst. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling a salty I'm no retire, expert analyst, retiree analyst from Pat Bev. The fact that Pat Bev is a lot on NBA TV just because he plays in the NBA is a travesty. Travesty. They gotta do a trial run with these guys before they actually air just it. Just throw them against Stephen A. Just not have it live. Yeah, tell them tell them that it is live, and you then just them. watch it back later. <laughs> but honestly, if we're saying that he shouldn't be on there, then Stephen A. shouldn't be on there because he doesn't like half Steve, of those guys. Stephen A. is be an entertainer. Stephen A. is an entertainer. He's, he's right, so he should be on a different show where it's meant for basketball entertainment, not something that's meant for basketball analytics during a halftime. Oh, uh, oh, you're talking about? I thought you were talking I'm about t- first take. Oh, first take, he can do whatever he wants. That yeah. show is an, an entertainment morning. It's a it, morning It has show. been known that the NBA countdown, what, halftime show, pregame show, whatever NBA you want to call it, on TNT. has been Y'all are on mute in a different class. tab. What? Huh? Can you hear me? Yeah, I just was saying something. Oh. I was like, have I been muted this whole time? Like, no, go ahead. Shane, I've been getting ahead. gaslit into thinking that can be heard. Uh, so I was saying it's been known how terrible ESPN's crew is. It's been awful since Rachel Nichols, Michelle Beadle, Paul Pierce. Like they, they Oh, name dropping. I'm not I'm not saying they are the root cause. Like Chauncey Billups wasn't great on it. Stan Van Gundy wasn't great on it. Jalen Rose, psycho. Paul Pierce, like they've tried a lot of people. And I think this iteration might be the worst. And it's just so second class compared to Turner. Like Turner's got NBA over ESPN. They got NHL over ESPN. They got MLB over ESPN, in my opinion. Shouts out Curtis Granderson. But all right, all right. This is an NBA. This is an NBA show. Just, I mean, it's just talking about how ESPN. Like, I don't know if it's they're not investing in the right guys or if they don't have the right strategy. But I think they they prioritize night and day. I think it's clear to, that they prioritize uh, the clicks, the the um, you know, the head. No the one's headlines. watching it. It that doesn't change their algorithm. Like sees oh, that people, bad press is good press. Like is yeah, that-, that that people enjoy crazy people yelling at them on their TV. Stephen A. Smith gets tons of clicks and likes and whatever. They're gonna see that and say, "Let's just make more of them." And That's I, outstanding and skip. <laughs> and skip, skip. skip. Katie's Love Katie's that. best friends. So I funny. mean, if we're talking about like broadcasting crews TNT is not that much better as much as we can enjoy the S tier no 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 they're S tier in in broadcasters in don't entertainment get me wrong. value in entertainment value they are extremely fun to watch if you're just looking for entertainment but that's why they shouldn't be halftime oh you know anyways wait, wait. like you, stuff like on ESPN no, we're just kind of, you know, going because, like Turner, like Charles Barkley doesn't know shit about basketball. The only person who actually comes in with notes and OK, I wouldn't say he doesn't know shit about basketball, but like they don't watch the current NBA. They might watch the finals. They might watch a few. Playoff no, Char- games. Charles Barkley knows the games that he bets on. And that, that's about it. Sure. But like they don't watch the regular season. They don't watch games. They don't pay attention to signings and trades and in the draft and things like that they just get a report and read what's in front of them and that's that's you know i i do like um what's his face ernie 
Uh, Ernie always comes in with the notes. I remember that one picture of him during Ernie the bubble. The Ernie's one of the best they journalists. Had the, they had the setups with the uh, with the plastic things in between everybody, and everyone's was blank except for Ernie's, which was covered wall to wall with post-it notes and little notes about games and stuff I'd like love, that. I'd love to meet Ernie Johnson. He seems just like a good guy. I'd love to meet all He's of them. They really all seem guy. like good people and they have entertaining and they're successful whatever that's not my issue my issue is that i'm here to watch basketball and like analytics i want to get someone who's more who's a better you know a, a higher knowledge expertise level than i am i'm not a coach your, I'm not your choice of words there is interesting of analytics versus analysis Sorry, analysis. You know what I mean. I'm just no, because I think you do mean analytics. I think you want an analytical breakdown, and that you just won't get on national TV. I think like you can ask for good analysts, like analysis of a game, but like you watch, you don't even get that. (laughs) Yeah, but you watch the analytical breakdowns, like what's going on possession by possession, like on YouTube and stuff, and like those people who do those videos, like basketball breakdown, like like those types of videos do a great job but those aren't the types of videos you'll see on national tv like you'll see oh this guy was playing poorly and that led to the team's downfall do you really even see that yeah i think you're underestimating them i I just i just don't watch it because it's it the things that i've seen parts that i've seen where it's just like it's a playoff game and i it's halftime and i'm bored i don't have anything else to watch so i keep it on and i don't mute it and all i hear all I hear is, uh, you know, Jason Tatum top five. Is Jason Tatum top five in the league? Steph Curry can't make shots. Does that mean he's no longer the greatest shooting point guard of all time? Tatum probably is top LeBron five. James is not in the playoffs, is not in the finals. What does this mean oh, yeah. for his career yeah, and his legacy? LeBron. Like, I don't care. That's not something the TNT crew talks about. The ESPN crew will Yeah, the ESPN, that's, that's their issue. When, I, yeah, I'll admit yeah. That. that was not a great speci- – that was not a great example yeah. to bring up. No, but you get what I mean. It is a good example because they literally were talking about LeBron James on the pregame show. No, like, I mean an all-encompassing example, like something yeah. to – you know. But you get what I'm saying. Like, I just want – Kyrie Irving – freaking fast like let him do out of the flames <laughs> like come on like i just want i i guess let me kd sentencing will be done with Stephen the smith? stuff i want to watch a game where the people who are telling me what's going on actually know what's going on when they're looking at it and aren't just like reacting and giving me hot button takes and reactions to shit i just i just want a normal whatever, not on the broadcast, not whatever, nothing specific, just at some point during the game, just try and give me a little bit of real, you know, hey, X player. Has, I don't, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Doug, Doug wants like, a guy to literally be on the mic and just say word for word like, all right, and in this replay, you see the pin down screen here, and then the guy goes to the weak side and pulls the three. He misses it, but they're open for the rebound. It, 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 that's too much analysis. That's, that's, that's a YouTube video, like you said. That's a YouTube video. For I, I don't. That's not what you I'm looking do that for. In real time. I, and I'm talking about ha- like just give me a halftime report of shooting percentages, rebounding numbers. 
assist turnovers, how their defensive scheme looks, like what kind of defensive scheme they're running, what offensive sets they're running. That is information that is valuable to basketball fans that could actually educate and help people learn how to watch the game and enjoy the game better. That's all I'm saying. Like um, on TNT, at least Kenny, like will go to the screen and like break down specific possessions. Seconds. Yeah. They don't give them a lot of time. Um, seconds. And like Ernie will name drop stats and it's just about what the personalities choose to do with them. And I like, I don't know. And you're, you're like, you're not going to get the nerds. Like a nerd will not ever be on the desk. That's what I'm trying to say here. Let's make that a bet. I think (laughs) Doug is hating right now and we can move on. Yeah, Uh, let's move on. I think Doug is hating because he doesn't even watch him. He admitted to not watching them. No, I'm just saying, I think the hate root comes from Doug knowing that he couldn't beat Kenny in a race to the board. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's a good one. Kenny would Kenny would tell you if you beat me, you can have the analysis for ten minutes, not thirty seconds. Though I I would, you would you wouldn't you wouldn't even see me. I'd move so fast. <laughs> the SpongeBob want to see me do it again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be classic out of Doug. So I reacted because my my uh my shirt. I got a notification for my shirt. The the pool the party? Cade, nah, the Cade shirt. It literally, they shipped it 10 minutes away from Ohio. They shipped it to a USPS that's literally 10 minutes from my house. It's like, I can't just drive there and pick it up. That's how it works, because then they deliver it. I don't give a fuck. Why can't I just go pick it? Why can't I just go pick it up from there? Why is that not an option? I think think you can. No, like that's an option, like to get it shipped. Like you can get shipped like to a post office and pick it up. They didn't give me that option. Like remember travel trips, like leaving stuff, like getting stuff shipped to the post office. Yeah, but they didn't give me that option. I'm just, I'm just. Oh, you, no, you have to, you have confusing. to do that. It's just confusing. It's, it's not like, do you want this shipped to a post office? Like, no, that's not how it works. It's not like a button you. Click, what am I like, supposed to call them? Yeah, you say, say hey, hey, this package is coming through. Save it for me, bro. Yeah, essentially, if you <laughs> want it that bad, like, get me to the head of UPS right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold a package for some random dude that's just calling in. Just this is Doug. Call the president. <laughs> He's in charge. This is Doug. He knows me. Um. Yeah. I. I. I any. Any. Any other topics we want to cover before we uh, wrap up the show for today? I, I feel like we. Uh, should we talk about the keys to success in Game Four real quick? Or, should we talk uh, about if you're uh, ages CDL. sixteen to twenty-four? <laughs> this is what you do. This is what you should do. Games to success, keys to success for game four. Let's go, boys. Oh, okay, okay, that's what we're doing. On. <laughs> and, and predictions, and predictions, of course. Quick picks, always. Okay, okay. Oh, oh you, okay. Um, should, What are we doing first, predictions or keys? keys? to success for Warriors. <laughs> go. Warriors key to success. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yes. That was good. That was good. <laughs> so, wait. Why just the Warriors? Why not Boston too? We're Fine, going after. Both. Okay. Okay. Do both. Shit. Just let them do both. You want? All right. Them. Warriors keys to success. Uh, you need one of Jordan Poole or 
Andrew Wiggins to have like a 20, 25 point game on decent efficiency. Um, and you need Draymond to at the bare minimum, just do those little things that he always does. Um, so just putting in that extra effort in the box out, putting in the extra effort, um, you know, to communicate, like you were talking about earlier, do like he always does to kind of guide the rest of the, the defense. And then for the Celtics, uh, I would honestly just say, ride, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, hope to God that you don't have another uh, stinker game like game two where, you know, no one really performs and you finally get a Jason Tatum point. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just ride, just ride. Um, key to success for the Warriors, uh, change the rotations, just change something up. I know it's, they're only down two one, but you got to change something up. Hope Draymond plays better. Hope you shoot better for the Celtics. Take advantage of those mismatches. If the Warriors are going to keep giving them to you. Al Horford, if he has to score every point because they're putting Grant Williams or not Grant Williams, because they're putting Otto Porter on him or uh, like getting a switch onto Clay or Wiggins, let Al Horford score every point. Yes. And let me just say real fast, we got the keys, the keys, the keys. Um, for the Warriors, limit the second chance opportunities. No more turnovers, um, and the role players have to step up offensively. It's not like they can. It's like they have to. This is a must win. Boston, like Doug said, uh, keep rolling. And like Shub said, keep working those mismatches. Jason, uh, Jason Tatum's doing great getting to the rim. Jalen Brown is barbecue chicken on everybody. And Al Horford is just looking like a finals MVP right now. So just keep it going and uh, don't get complacent. Like if you have a lead in this next game, keep going, keep going because you know, the third quarter warriors are coming and you might even see a fourth quarter push out of them. So it's going to be very important to stay on the gas pedal and likewise for the warriors, they have to keep pushing through it. You might have a 10 point deficit, but keep going, keep going, keep going, and you'll find your way back. And for my pick, I'm going with the Warriors. I'm going with the Warriors, and that's because they are going to come out with a sense of urgency knowing that this is a must-win game. Um, Dov, did you give your pick? I don't think so. Um... I don't think I did either. Yeah, uh, I probably am going to go with the Warriors as well. But, you know, no, nah, no, nah, let's go. Let's go Celtics. Let's go Celtics. Let's go a little wild. Um, I think the Celtics kind of lock in uh, their their possibility of winning a championship, uh, which is just crazy to think about. And the idea of that happening, whew, I don't know. I don't know. I, I got – possibly Celtics tonight, but I'm not super sold on either. Tomorrow uh, night. Tomorrow night. No, two nights. Two nights. <laughs> um, sure? Yeah, it's not tomorrow night. It's, it's two yeah, nights it's, off. He's right. It's not tomorrow two night. Two nights off. He's right. Um, I got the Warriors, and here's my hot take. Draymond Green will get a triple-double. 
That is why they will win because they don't lose when he gets a triple double. I don't like, I think they've lost like one game ever in the playoffs when he gets a triple double. Um, so Draymond Green, triple double, Warriors win. Book it. Tomorrow night. Really? It's tomorrow night. I'm not, wow. I'm not messing with y'all. June 10th? I don't get, I don't get that. It's June like, 10th. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Yeah, I know. They played last night, right? Yes, on Wednesday. I don't, I don't understand. They, what, why, what is the scheduling? Who is, who is, is scheduling these games? But then is there's it just another... some like ape somewhere? Just then the next what? one's on the 13th. Like what? But that one's a travel one, so I get it. Yeah, I think well, they wanted a sense. they wanted a Friday game. Is that what it is? But why did they do three and three for the Warriors home? What day is Father's Day? Sunday. I don't get this. I don't. Okay, I don't. Uh, real quick before we leave, didn't even touch on this. Steph Curry left Game Three a little injured. Per Shams, there's optimism that he won't miss any time. It, it seems he avoided a major injury after getting – I think Al Horford just fell on his foot. Like, yeah. you know, big, they, call him, they call him Big Al for a reason. Uh, he was definitely hurt, but it seems he avoided any major injury. So, good I for mean, him. That would have been the series. That yeah. would have been it. So, yeah. no Steph Curry finals MVP. <laughs> I mean, it's, right now it's not looking likely even if he's healthy so we'll stay on that I, don't, I mean if yeah i guess if they lose the series he can't win finals on vp yeah um all right uh by the great, way this is troy weaver behind me the savior just for those listening dove has a background oh, I keep forgetting weaver about that on his zoom yeah he consistently changes it every episode yep um yeah this is another great episode we'll have uh mindy back hopefully by our next episode good luck in arizona Jack. safe travels mindy um, yep now everyone knows where to find him all 11 of our listeners can track him down in the state um, of arizona yeah good luck catch him at a rogue in and out okay um yeah this this is a pretty decent episode uh give us a like or leave us a like, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, our new YouTube channel, Hustling Hoops. Follow the uh, the podcast feed so you can get updates on when we drop our episodes. And uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. We are uh, trying, to, trying to blow up, act like we don't know anybody. So hit us up.